welcome to episode 7 of Novel Not New, a True End podcast. It's a show where we pick a new visual novel every month, and we play through it together and discuss it like a book club, but for literary video games, more or less. I'm Jennifer Uncle, and joining me as always, uh, M. Hi. And Six Detmar. Yo, how's it going? Going pretty well. So today we're discussing Long Live the Queen, a visual novel that came out in 2012, made by Hanako Games and Spice and Spiky Cup. I almost said Spicy Caterpillar, which it would be a different thing, but it's Spiky Caterpillar. And uh, it's basically available on any sort of PC and any sort of PC storefront, Windows, Mac, Linux, all that. And uh, you probably know the game better than any of us, Six, so do you want to give us a short rundown on what it is? Sure. So, uh, Long Live the Queen is sort of a hybrid uh, visual novel slash, like, like uh, life simulator. It's akin to uh, the Princess Maker games, if you remember those. Um, and a lot of people don't or never knew about them. Maybe remember is the wrong word. But uh, you play as a uh, a young princess who recently becomes uh, queen because her mother dies, and her coronation is set uh, next year, and basically you are trying to survive the next year and make it to being crowned queen. Huh, okay. And it's... Uh, reading a bit about the development, it sounds like there were... There's more to it than there initially was back at the initial release. In 2015, they added some free new endings and characters to it. So, when did you initially play this? Uh, around the time it came out? or Yeah, not too long after. I played it in, uh, in 2013. Um, so, like, a year after it came out. Um, and yeah, so coming back to it now, there was actually a bunch of, a bunch of stuff in it that I hadn't seen before. Um, and that was, that was pretty exciting. A bunch of new paths and also, of course, new ways to die because this game is you dying a lot. Yeah. I, I didn't do an amazing job of staying alive in this game. <laughs> like, the way that things progress is you take two classes each day. And in between those days, you'll have events where random things will happen, like a person with clothes will be walking towards you and you need to have enough agility to dodge the clothes or dodge the person carrying the clothes. Or an advisor may come up to you and ask you, hey, so what do you want to do about this neighboring country? And... If you don't know what you're talking about because you haven't studied enough of the local and world politics, then your decision may be pretty misinformed. You have you constantly have these notifications appearing on screen like political intrigue failed or economics failed. <laughs> I think it's pretty much impossible to pass every single check in this game. Oh, absolutely. Unless you cheat, there's no way you could pass even even half the checks in the game. Yeah, and a lot of checks are, there are, like, redundant checks for things. Uh, like, there are, like, three separate ways out of the poison chocolates. <laughs> yeah, um, and also, one of my favorite things is sometimes the way they use the checks to sort of, as, as subtext, like, one of my favorite examples of the checks is there's, um, there's a party you go to, there's a ball... Um, 
and there's a bunch of checks throughout the ball. There's like, how well can you dance? How well can you sort of comport yourself as the queen? But my absolute favorite check um, that I have only a couple of times actually passed, uh, but if you fail it, um, at the end of the party, you're looking around at the various guests, and then there's a line where your, your character just your character just goes, gosh, it's, f- it's nice to hang out with friends, isn't it? <laughs> and in the background, this check flies by that says, sense magic, failed. And you're just like, oh god. <laughs> it's, it's very good. Yeah, that end scene was probably the highlight of the game for me. Um, various other scenes, they were interesting, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't feel like this game encourages you to learn more about its world. I think it encourages you to have this stat so you already know things about this world, but there's very little of you making decisions on your... There's very little of you learning about characters and retaining that information, because when they come up again, your character will go, oh, this is their relation to our kingdom, if you have good stats in that area. Uh, I feel like the what the if you go deep enough into like maxing out certain attributes and seeing various endings, I think those endings inform a lot of like what is happening when you pursue other goals. Like uh, the um, the lady with the with your cousin, like the young daughter who comes and when the snake attacks, uh, like during one path, you find out she's kind of the person who's been causing all of your assassination attempts. And it's only, I think, in one path where you discover that. And it's not even remarked upon past that. Uh, yeah, actually, I actually have had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> but also, there's a path where you can, like, tell her that she should, like, lean into the magic that she's been avoiding because everyone has, like, everyone in the royalty basically has, like, innate magical powers. And you establish her as, like, the person who is going to uh, advise you as you rise up into power on the throne. Like, mm-hmm. and the, both those things can be true in this world, depending on, like, the path you take. Because she's still the person who's trying to kill you until you invest her with power. And she's like, oh, well, clearly this is fine. <laughs> Just a little, little bit of placation and suddenly everything's good. Mm-hmm. I feel like one of the big things about this game that, like, decides whether or not you're gonna like this game is how into, or maybe I should say patient, you're gonna be with its kind of brutal difficulty and the necessary repeating of content from it. So so how did you folks find it? Um, I didn't get along with it at all, honestly. Like, the way that I tend to play these sorts of games, which might be the reason why I'm constantly failing at them, is I try and keep stats balanced throughout a number of various fields, and what that ends up leading to is nothing strong enough to pass the checks that decide whether you live or die in specific moments. And it was only when I looked at a walkthrough and followed... (laughs) I admittedly looked at a walkthrough and followed exactly the steps that they gave me for one of the routes, because I was like, I'm gonna... I keep dying. I need to get to the end of this somehow, so I'm gonna keep... I'm just gonna follow this guide of investing all my time in this one field and then using the church to balance my stats out again. And I got to near the very end using that method, but then someone challenged me to a sword duel when I was holding a tournament. And I was like, sure, why not? I could do this. 
And because I had strayed from the path that one time, I ended up dying. You should never engage in the tournament. That's the actual answer. Yeah. <laughs> the tournament is built to kill you. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, you can do... The only thing you can do well without, like, an almost maxed out status singing, uh, which kind of feeds into one of the endings in which you save the day because you have a beautiful, magical voice. <laughs> yeah. You, 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 you stop a war because you sing so good. Yeah. I, I, stuff like that is why I love this game. So my experience of this is I've p- tried to play this multiple times and got frustrated and quit before I saw any actual ending. Like, died a lot, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. But this time I muddled through by trying to, like, grapple with the systems. And I was like, I bet there's an ending for just getting your uh, magical crystal and focusing on the magic. And boy, there sure is. So that's, like, the uh, first ending I got, um, which ended with me and summoning a kraken and having to form, like, a magical girl team to keep it in check. <laughs> Um, it's pretty dope. Oh, that's yeah. Amazing. Uh, but then, um, f- like so much of this game to me is like really stressful. The balancing of stats and the like needing to take notes on what is coming up on any given day and like, oh, make sure you have an et- like a fifty in speech before this time, or else you're locked into a path. Uh, as I like jotted down things that seemed apparent as I played through this multiple times. Um, that I. I enjoy the world and I like the characters a lot, but the act of playing it is so against the kind of games I like. Uh, like, e- I like RPGs, but even in most RPGs these days, I just like find cheat engine or console commands to give myself full stats and just play for the story. Like, I don't actually want to engage in the systems. I just like good storytelling in games. And if this was like a stricter visual novel and not a simulator, I would probably adore it. And as it is, I got that first ending and then watched some other endings on YouTube and had a much better time doing that than I ever did playing the game. Hmm. Uh, which, which is not to, which is not to say like, you know, I think this game is bad or anything. I just don't think this is a subgenre of visual novels that agrees with me at all. And to be honest, I mean, I like this game a lot, um, but I still I do feel like it it's a little too stern in its in its approach. Like, I think well, part of it is like the there are two systems. There's like the there's like the stats as far as like skills where you you know level them up by taking classes and things, and then there's the whole mood system. Hmm. Um, and I just think the mood system probably shouldn't be there frankly because because it's a it's a system where it's like oh you do various actions and they adjust your mood and your mood determines how well you learn in various classes and it's not intuitive and it just kind of limits your options all the time where you're like oh i'm my mood right now is angry and so i can't bother doing these classes because i just won't get much out of them and that's just not it doesn't i don't feel like it adds to the game it just adds another layer of failure that's kind of unnecessary Totally. Mm. Like, if it didn't affect the classes at all, I think they do some interesting things with mood where certain paths can only be followed if you're in a specific frame of mind. For example, there's totally a way for you to give up your royalty and become this evil sorceress who goes around uh, killing people for this neighboring uh, country. And... uh, you only get that if you are cruel enough, and I think that's kind of amusing. But since there's a actual disadvantage to... If you're not perfectly on top of your mood, it can... It can kill you, basically, because you're not getting the stats you need to pass these certain checks. Mm-hmm. And that's frustrating. Yeah. And I... Like, I, I... Generally, I appreciate the game's goal of being... I mean, like, you know... 
the title of the game is Long Live the Queen, um, which is, of course, supposed to be an ironic title because, <laughs> wow, you get killed a lot. And that's sort of that's sort of the point is it's like, OK, you're a 14 year old girl trying to muddle your way through like, you know, international politics and, you know, a bunch of other nobles who would really like the throne. And, uh, you know, so you dying a lot is is very much the message of the game about how you're in such an impossible situation. But, um, yeah, in some areas, maybe it goes a little bit too far with that. Uh, I don't necessarily dislike the mood system. Uh, it's the two in conjunction, I think, is just too much. Uh, yeah, especially yeah. since the game starts you off not being able to skill up in the most obvious things you'd want to put points in, which is the, like... Uh, like comportment and like all the like queenly attributes, like the things that would allow you to not fall to pieces every time something comes up. Uh, but, um, it's like, it's like a, it's a function of like how exponentially large the numbers grow because there's so many classes to take, right? Like if the mood existed and there were only like six classes to train up in and there was just less like weeks of busy work. Uh, I don't think it'd be as overwhelming as it is where the mood and the like 50 different classes you can train in all interact <gasps> and overlap in strange ways. And I get if you invest in like, I'm going to replay this game. I, I don't mind dying. I play it like a, like a roguelike, uh, but a visual novel or like, uh, there's like waypoint streams of them playing this game where they're doing funny voices and having a good time. And like, I get enjoying it that way, but the way which I, as someone who plays single player games alone, play games did not. Like, I just don't play like that. Mm. Yeah. That's fair. The number of stats definitely overwhelmed me. And the moment where you take your powers and become a Lumen is supposed to be a very satisfying moment because you get to watch a whole magical girl transformation sequence and it's supposed to be empowering. But then you look at the stats and it's like, oh, I have six more stats I need to balance. That's grand. (laughs) (laughs) And... There's tons. I think that some of these don't even come up at some points. Like, I never ran into a situation where spending any time on home decoration or horses helped out. (laughs) I think they're just. Oh, I could, I could tell you what those do. Uh, I remember. I I know what horses do. I don't know what home decoration does for you. Yeah, home decoration. I uh, there are some situations where you can impress people with home decoration, mm-hmm. and there are also some situations where you can figure out that something is up because the decorations are off. So, oh wow! Okay. Yeah, no. The, like every stat has applications that will like get you advantages or often save your life, and I I love how weird they are sometimes. Like they make sense in the moment, but like. I uh I had a moment where I had to help a friend who was injured and we were running from a monster and I we both made it out because I had high dance. <laughs> yeah. And it's and they they contextualized it in a way that made sense. It was like, oh, uh, you okay, can also sure. get out of that with high horse. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So all that's really neat like the idea that every single stat can save you in some way. I just wish that they, I just wish that wasn't so overwhelming to me. Like, like they offered a clear way to tell if I invest in these several disparate stats, it might pay off or more likely it will, they're so far apart that it will end up killing me. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are, like, there are things I wish they could do where, like, I don't know, so, like, one of the things that will very often kill you 
um, at least it did back when I played it in 2013, is uh, there's a, a party you go to, um, and on the way there, your carriage is attacked by bandits. Um, and there are a couple of checks there that will kill you. Um, yeah. You basically have to specially spec out for that birthday party if you intend to go. Mm-hmm. And it would be nice if there was a system where, like, after you'd after you'd encountered that, the game would have, like, some kind of... You could tell the game to be like, hey, remember this one. And so it'd be like, hey, you know, this date is approaching. Make sure you have enough of this stat or something. Some systems that the game could help you remember all the ways that you can get murdered because there are so many. Yeah, totally. Hmm. Like, if it had a visual flowchart or something the way that... 999 or VLR ends up bringing one of those up once you've gone through one path, then mm-hmm. that make it a lot easier to keep track of what I've already done and make sure I'm not pushing myself into the same ending accidentally. It would also help suggest like different like different playstyles that might not necessarily uh, like appear. If you see like a branching path that you've never experienced, you've played it six times and the game starts dropping hints. Oh, if you put points into X, you might get this. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like it go a long way towards giving you more reasons to play through again. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. Totally. And showing the pass and fail on the screen does help a little bit, but it doesn't go far enough, honestly. The thing with the pass and fail is that, uh, like, there even if you, like a lot of the ones that show up aren't necessarily going to like radically change your playthrough. Some of them are just flavor text that you don't get if mm-hmm. you don't get the thing filled in. So you can go through and like get all those, but like your divination ones are usually oh she sees a weird thing and thinks oh something bad might happen soon. And guess what it does because something bad is always going to happen in this game. That's kind of <laughs> what the game is. Yeah, yeah, you get like. You get ones, especially as you say with divination, where like, like, oh, a candle went out, and she's like, oh, that means war is coming, and then you know, yeah, a little bit later, a war happens, but it's like it doesn't give you any options to deal with it that you didn't have before. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it tells you something is coming without actually telling you what to do to prepare for it. <laughs> yeah. Do we want to touch on any specific moments in the plot or story that? interests us or it it doesn't really seem like that kind of game to me to be honest i really disagree with that because as much as i dislike the kind of game it is i really like the story it's telling Mm -hmm. like this girl whose mother's died and she's given this kingdom and her dad is like well i'm going to try to protect you but also get you ready but he doesn't actually help at all like he's useless he's the most (laughs) useless useless. dad in the world (laughs) um especially when you find out weird things like he has like a lumen crystal and knows how to use magic in one like not well but he tries the in one path um and uh that stuff is really interesting like this kingdom that has this long heritage of magic that they all got rid of and now you are on the cusp of maybe being able to bring it back and the ways the various plots revolve around, you can create like a kingdom where everyone has magic and everyone is like good mages, or you can go and become an evil sorceress for the invading empire. Uh, or you can like hunt down all of magic and that lady, your aunt who is teaching you magic can become like a pariah that is being hunted down and everyone goes and tries to destroy all the crystals uh, throughout the kingdom if they can find them. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the way the, the world is situated, I think is actually really interesting and depicts like this scenario that of a kingdom on the cusp of like a revolution based entirely around the same stuff that she's undergoing as like a coming of age story. Um, especially with the way in which like, 
more than the classes, like the emotional content suggests a demeanor and mood that is distinct to like young kids coming into adulthood. And the kingdom story reflects that also as you accidentally fall into marriages if you don't have the right stats or uh, can deal with a civil war or prevent a civil war if you know what you're doing well enough and are smart enough with dealing with the actual adults in the kingdom. Uh, and I think that stuff's really interesting and good. Uh, I just wish that the accessing that was not so difficult for me. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's... I'm, I, I feel uh, really torn on it because I really do feel like part of the unforgivingness of the game is really the point of the game. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and I think it's really valuable. But at the same time, it's also, it also, you know, like when I first played it and I got my fifth art, you know, death to the bandit attack on the road in a, you know, I was just like, come on. Like, this isn't like, I knew this was coming. I guess it's just like, oh, I guess I didn't realize how much, like, battlefield medicine i needed to pass this check and i had barely didn't have enough and it's just like this is frustrating in a way that isn't satisfying me it's you just know, kind of annoying me the um the easiest way around that bandit attack is also maybe the most uh, obnoxious in that if you have enough i think it's internal affairs when you talk to your dad he will remind you that as queen or queen to be you have spies and stuff you can use like agents of the kingdom and you mm -hmm. can assign them to be your bodyguards and they'll just deal with the threats on the road but why didn't he tell you you have agents you can assign like day one when you start this? Because he's really bad at everything. <laughs> he's really bad at everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had my spies uh, assassinate a lady. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Because she was, she was plotting against me. So I had her killed. Yeah. And then I married her orphaned son because I just like that. I was like, hey, what's up? And he was like, my mom's dead. I need somebody to comfort me. I was like, I got you. Wow. Okay. I mean, if you don't kill her, she's going to cause a civil war. You need to kill her. Yeah, she sucks real bad. Yeah, that that's another weird thing that I found. Like, there's situations where various people will be like, okay, here's this person that we caught. You can either put them in a dungeon or kill them. And usually putting them in the dungeon is the worst choice because... There's one person that I ended up putting in a dungeon where he ended up blowing up the dungeon. But when I tried to kill him on the spot, he ended up taking out less people. You can also pardon him. Yep. What happens if you pardon We're... him? Never. He just he goes away and it's not your problem anymore. Uh, the the guy who asks you to deal with him is very mad, though. Oh. That's true. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, you've, you've got some options. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like that sometimes what feels like the obvious choice is the wrong one. Yeah. Uh, like that one, you can get a lumen crystal out of it if you dispose of him, right? If he if you instill him to attack you, if you have a high enough magic, he'll attack you. And then you get a lumen crystal out of the whole thing. And then you can give it to someone and ask them to like try to like redeem its power because it's like an evil crystal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's some good shit. Huh. Okay. I'm getting the impression that since the stats overwhelmed me so much, I missed a lot of the cooler bits of the story, which is kind of a bummer. Well, a lot it's of honestly, this... Oh, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, it's honestly worth just like grabbing a couple of walk... Like looking up a route that interests you and just going through with a walkthrough or or as M did, look, yeah. looking up some YouTube videos because... It, 
it is that after a couple of playthroughs, the barrier is no longer that satisfying. And it's just like, let me see the cool things. Yeah, it wasn't until watching people play through different routes. That I was like, oh, there's actually like a lot in this game and it interlinks in really interesting ways that reward playing it multiple times more than I ever would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after this, I'm definitely going to watch some YouTube playthroughs or look up some walkthroughs for particular routes and see where it leads I will. Me. I will link you the ones that I watched, Jen. It's good. Okay, appreciate that. Is there anything else we want to touch on in particular? I think we covered it pretty well. Uh, I wish I had an easy... I don't know if there's like an easier version of this genre that it would be like a good in, um, but I wish I liked this genre because it seems really cool. It, I just don't... If I, it, like, I end up feeling like I'm wasting my time, and I hate that feeling. And this is a me problem more than it is like the game's problem. I mean, this is the most punishing version of this genre. They, like, the same studio made, like, Magical Diary, and that's way less punishing. Okay. Um, you could play Princess Maker, and that's less punishing, though also uh, be careful with Princess Maker, because there is some creepy content in Princess Maker. Um, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, now the, the ones that are Japanese-made, uh, it gets uncomfortable. But uh, this, you know, this one's, I think, a Western studio, and there's some, yeah... Like, They've outside of the, these. like, because it's the setting, teenagers getting married, This there's not a whole lot objectionable in this game, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I appreciate There are some uh, unlockable outfits you can unlock that kind of make you, make you side-eye them a little bit, but... Yeah, one or two, specifically. Most mm-hmm. of them are actually alright, though. Like, there's like, like, there's like a really cute, like, uh, 19th century nurse's uniform, when that could have been a disaster. Like... There's restraint shown where there wouldn't necessarily expect it to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the um, economy one, which is a really nice coat and tails suit and a top hat. <laughs> so she looks like a robber baron or something. Yeah, it's a good look. There, there are a lot of a lot of real good ones. There's the, the like, I mean, even just the most basic one, which is like the the queen outfit, which just has the tiny little crown on your head and looks adorable. So. Yeah. Pretty good looks. So, should we move on to questions, or are there any final thoughts that we have on this that we should share? No, I think that's it. I think it, it's worth looking at, uh, even if it's just Let's Plays. Uh, especially if you played it and were overwhelmed and bounced off of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those waypoint streams are very fun to watch. Yes. They don't really get very far, but it's a good time. <laughs> oh, gosh, I can only imagine. Okay. All right, so what, what questions did we have? So on Twitter, I received this question from uh, Jasmine Marsh, who asked, Do you feel the game's a bit too linear? Would you have liked a longer time period to work on your own interests before shit goes south? I don't know if i describe it as linear so much, since there's a number of ways that it can go, but um, I definitely feel like they don't give you much time before they start before your action before whatever you're studying starts affecting the way the story goes significantly so mm-hmm. i would have appreciated a bit more lead up time but i also don't think i would like a version of the game where there's like 20 extra weeks but there's not 20 extra weeks of like content where you're just studying because then play through like multiple playthroughs would be intolerably long mm-hmm. oh god yeah and also, I mean, part of the game is just that immediate, like, they start you off with checks that aren't as important, but, like, mm. the tone of the game is so quickly established when you're just, like, like 
you know, day one and your dad's like, this Duke is here. And you're like, the fuck, what country is that? And you see like, <laughs> check failed. And you're like, oh, okay, here we go. So yeah, I don't, I definitely don't think it's too linear. And I guess I could see it having a few extra weeks at the beginning to help you get prepared. But I also kind of like that you don't have them. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're thrown into a bad situation where no one was prepared for you to start learning this soon or take responsibility this soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also had an email question. Yeah, right. uh, we have an email question. If you want to send an email, you can send it to podcast at abnormalmapping.com. Uh, this one's from Hester. Uh, she says, howdy, uh, love the podcast, got her into visual novel shit and try before, which is good. Um Questions about there's dark stuff that gets touched on in the game, like outside of the main story. Uh, this email lists Kevin's family secret, um, which I'm pretty sure has to deal with like an abusive patriarch that it, they kill and like it make it into a suicide. Kind of fuzzy on that one, I, I must admit. Or Alice's romance ending, which I have not seen. Um, I don't know what that one is. I don't even remember off the top of my head who Alice is. <laughs> yeah, me either, actually. Um, always stood out considering the main game is generally not that heavy, despite multiple princess deaths or the option of the cruel path to the throne. Um, do you think the fact that these dark elements are hidden behind very specific sat requirements, uh, makes them okay to have an otherwise totally light game? Or do you feel like the game is totally darker overall? I think it's kind of a dark game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's about like a character who doesn't realize how dire the situation is, uh, that she's in it is until you get deeper in. Yeah. Oh, boy, I looked up the Alice thing. What's the Alice thing? Boy, Uh, the Alice (laughs) thing is basically that if you're cruel enough, you can have your maid, Alice. uh, Oh, her. Basically be uh, in a relationship with you where she is with you because she's terrified of you. Oh. Um, And yeah, it seems it seems pretty messed up. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. 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 I, I don't no. think that exactly I don't think that exactly stands out or doesn't fit within what the rest of this game is because you definitely can go down certain dark paths like becoming a evil servant and things like that but Yeah. I mean one of the first checks early on in the game is making sure that this adult doesn't like get you betrothed to him because he sends you a necklace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the like it getting darker in some I mean like uh here's a thing that can happen um if you're depressed enough when the kraken shows up you'll just automatically be like fuck it I don't care anymore and let the kraken kill you huh um like there's some dark shit in this game and like I think it's kind of all of a piece about the pressures of the situation and how fucked up it all is. Yeah. Like my ending, which was like a good ending was I used the Kraken to defeat the fleet and then had to spend like 20 years and the treasury of my kingdom to go out every year and like subdue the Kraken. So it wouldn't attack anymore. Huh. Yeah. Don't mess with the Kraken. It's, it's yeah. not, it's not a good way to go. So. Yeah. I, I don't think that this is one of those shock games. So it, it, there's nothing to worry about in that regard. Just, know what you're getting uh, into. <laughs> there's a follow-up part of this question. Um, how do you feel about the queer relationships in the game, particularly with regard to how several of them are more complicated? For example, the endings with both Bryn and Banyan entering the royal family, which you can totally just m- basically marry both of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I, I 
I have done a couple of those. Um, I feel like, I mean, given like the time period it's supposed to be, I, I think they're, I, I like the way they handle them, basically. I think, like, it makes sense that in the setting they've established, like, there would be an expectation that you would have, that you would have a, a straight marriage and you're allowed to go outside of that, but it's just a little more complicated. Yeah, like the, one of the paths in Brins is marrying her off for like a political arrangement and saying, hey, go have a kid, secure your bloodline, and then you can divorce him because he's a foreigner and you can go and be free and gay all you want. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Th- that is like portrayed as the good path. And honestly, for the setting, uh, it makes sense that that would be portrayed as the good path. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm sorry, everyone. I feel like I'm kind of unprepared for this. I- I'm not as prepared for this particular game as I thought I would be because I keep hearing all these things like, what about the gay relationships or what about the this dark element? And I missed all of that. And that's kind of frustrating. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a big game. And, like, if you're not willing to either put in a lot of time or just sort of, like, say, like, fuck it, I'm looking at a walkthrough or looking at YouTube, there's just going to be a ton of content that you never bump into. Mm-hmm. That's just sort of how it goes. Um, so yeah, I mean, like again, I, I will reiterate: unless you're unless you're like, I'm just going to grind this out and play a ton of hours of this game. Please just do look at some guides or some YouTube after a couple of playthroughs. Like, yeah. do do yourself that favor. I'm generally a fan of using guides if necessary. Whenever you run across anything that's too much to- of, of struggle for you, so yes, in this game in particular, so much of that content is buried behind very specific types of play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And especially especially in a game like this that's about, like, trying to make some things hard, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you have to be, like, prepared. You have to anticipate situations because given the way this came out, you cannot react to things. You have to be ready. Yep. So. Yeah. The way that it relies on multiple playthroughs is... I think it's pretty fair given the way that it's... I think it's just short enough that um, if you have to go through two or three playthroughs where you're making one or two mistakes, it can be all right. But if you end up failing a check over and over again, like six did with the bandits, then you can quickly get, lose your patience and uh, quit the game altogether. I think that about does it for long live the queen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I didn't enjoy playing it, but I enjoy talking about it. I'll probably right. go and watch more playthroughs because I have not seen every ending. Yeah, I yeah, came I'll into probably. The... Oh, go ahead. I said, I'll I'll probably play more because talking about this, M's mentioning stuff that I didn't see, and that's exciting to me. So. Yeah, when I came into this, I was going to be pretty down on it overall, but hearing about all this other stuff kind of reinvigorated my interest. So I'm going to look at other playthroughs and look at the videos that you're talking about and see where that goes. And uh, does anyone have anything they'd like to plunk? Well, uh, let's plug what we're doing next next month, right? Oh, right. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> um, next month, we're going to be playing through Ghosts of Miami. Yeah, uh, Ghosts of Miami is a visual novel that came out in 2017 by Polo Fight Games. It should be available on Steam and pretty much any other PC store that you can get it from. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's on itch as well. 
Yeah, um, it is in the Steam sale right now, which will be over by the time this episode goes up. But Jen, if you want to tweet that out, because uh, I picked it up for half off. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. I'll be sure yeah. to mention that. Uh, yep. It's a bummer we have to resort to Steam for some of this stuff, but well, I'll buy it where it's cheapest. Uh, no, exactly. Money is money. <laughs> totally. All right. Uh, well, if you, if you want to check out, uh, some of my stuff, I'm at six Detmar on Twitter. That's S I X D E T T M A R. And then, uh, if you want to listen to some of the podcasts and stuff that I do, uh, you should head over to scanlinemedia.com or patreon.com slash scanlinemedia. And you can learn about all of them there because there are too many. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at EM underscore being. Uh, this podcast is on the Abnormal Mapping Network at abnormalmapping.com. We are also Patreon supported. You go to patreon.com slash abnormalmapping. Uh, get our good Gundam show. We're finishing up Zeta Gundam as we speak. You can find me on Twitter at JBU3. And pretty much the same stuff that Six talked about applies for me as well. I, I'm not on the... Dota 2 podcast or anything, but there's definitely other shows I'm a part of, and my other writing is on Scanline Media. Is anyone really on the Dota 2 podcast, or is it just is it just on us? <laughs> <sighs> I'm very uh, tired with Dota these days. <laughs> and uh, you can find this podcast, as always, at your faves with never... Or not, that, wrong, cut that out. <laughs> wrong podcast. Uh, you can find this podcast at readinggames.online. Uh, you know... Review us on iTunes. I, you know, we should admonish people to do that. I never do, but yeah. pe- tell your friends. Uh, you know, get the word out. We are a word of mouth show, and uh, review us, of course. It makes a difference. It does. Indeed. And until next time. Uh, see you later. Can't think of anything Peace. clever to say about uh, the queen is dead. Long live the queen. That works. Yeah, that's much better. (laughs) Decoration failed.